Today is a special day. Today we have kicked off our three-day workshop on how to balance it all. It seems like balancing it all feels impossible, and I want to show you that you truly can pursue a life of balance and have peace as you go through it. So if you haven't registered for this special workshop, you there is still time for you to do so. You can go to bit.ly slash balance with Polly. That's in all caps, or you can just click into the show notes of this episode and you'll get the link and you'll get your free workbook. Now I already went live today. This is Tuesday, March 29th that I'm, um, putting this out there. I went live today inside the Facebook group and did our hour-long session. It was so amazing. And I taught on the foundations of balance, which is critical. If you missed this workshop, you still can register. You can get your workbook. You can jump inside the Facebook group because we have two more days of workshop ahead of us. Day two is all about our expectations and day three is implementation. You do not want to miss this. So on today's episode of the Dream Planning Podcast, I'm going to be airing the entire workshop right here. So you can listen in, uh, print out your workbook, follow along. And of course, if you want to watch the replay in the Facebook group, you can do that as well well, but make sure you register with us so that you can get all of the video replays and all of the information. So without further ado, we're going to jump into today's episode on how to balance it all. Hey dreamers, welcome to the dream planning podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment, and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. Officially, officially, welcome to the Balance It All Challenge Workshop Series, whatever you want to call it. The point is that we're here together collectively pursuing a life of balance. Today, we're going to talk about the foundations of balance. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about expectations of balance because that's huge. And then last but of course not least, we're going to implement everything we've learned on Thursday. And we're going to implement this into your schedule so you can know what to focus on. Does that sound good? And each day we're going to be filling out a little bit more of our spring seasonal refresh. It's the end of March, which means it's our time to sit down and really set our intentions for spring, set our intentions for the new season. And so if you have your 2022 dream planner, um, you're going to want to have that next to you. We're going to fill out some of that. Um, if you don't have your dream planner, I or you don't have one yet, or you don't have one near you, in the Balancing It All workbook, um, which my daughter made an appearance on the front cover, um, in that workbook in the back, I have a spring seasonal refresh for you in the back. Um, so, And also, sometimes I know some of you guys would prefer to do it on a workbook and then put it in your planner. Some perfectionists out there, I don't know any, maybe you are one. Um, I know we, we all suffer from it in some way, shape, or form, so it's there as well. Okay, so make sure you have your workbook. Um, if you don't have your workbook right now, grab a journal. You can still uh, hang with us and follow along. 
So I want you to open up your Balancing It All workbook to page one. We're going to start here. Um, that first question right here says, what in my life feels completely out of balance? So let's just stop before we get, get into this. Um, hey, Caleb. Hey, Ramona. Hey, Bobby. I see you guys. I'm so glad you're all here. So fun to do this live. Um, so let's just quickly talk about the dream of balance. The dream of balance. When I launched the Christian Dreamers community on Facebook um, after the Dreamers Summit last year, I asked you guys some questions as you enter the group. And one of the questions was, if we could sit down for coffee, what would you want to talk to me about? What's a question you'd have for me to answer? And I'd say about 55% of you guys asked in one way or another, how do you balance it all? How can I balance it all? Like, how do I juggle everything going on? And we're all juggling so much. We want to learn how to multitask. We want to get better at productivity. We want to live in integrity with our schedule and who we want to become. We know these foundational principles. We want to get more things done because we know time is of the essence. And it's really hard to pursue balance it often can really feel impossible. I put a picture in the workbook of the cat in the hat, which my daughter's really into the cat in the hat. Um, and, you know, in the story, he's balancing all this stuff and he's on a ball, you know, juggling all these plates. And of course, if you've read the book, you know, it ends in catastrophe and it also looks really difficult and it looks exhausting. It looks like an Olympic sport to truly balance it all. And it can feel like that in our day-to-day -day life. I know for me personally right now, balancing it all with a three-month-old, he just turned three months today, um, and everything else going on with work and home and marriage and taxes. I'm sure you guys are all doing your taxes as well. Lisa, I know you are busy. Lisa um, does taxes for a living, so it's her busy season right now. Um, it can really feel just stressful and, and really hard. So I've been marinating on this topic of teaching how to balance it all. And I really honestly could probably write a book on it. There's so much information, but I wanted to simplify it as much as I could into three days, one hour a day, so that you can really walk away from this workshop with a clear plan, a clear week, and most importantly, peace as you pursue balance. Because balance is not a one-time thing. So let's go ahead and start this journey now. We all have the dream of balance. Let's go ahead and get started now. And um, we're going to answer this first question in our workbook. And it says, what in my life feels completely out of balance? And this might be really easy for you to go ahead and answer. I know we've been chatting about this in our Facebook group for the past couple days. Um, but what in your life feels completely out of balance? I'm just going to put a minute on the clock right now. I want you to write it down into your workbook or if you're watching along you just have a blank piece of paper that's fine answer the question what in my life feels completely out of balance and if you want to i'd love for you to put it in the chat as well i'd love to see your answer there so if you're listening along with the replay just think about it what right now feels completely out of balance in your life. And as some of you guys mentioned before, it's my health, it's my spiritual life, it's my motherhood. I'm not pursuing, 
you know, I, I just feel like I'm out of integrity with being a present parent. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe your taxes are out of balance right now. Maybe you need a Lisa in your life right now. Um, ministry work, homemaking, Barbara just mentioned. Um, Elda says, my home organization and my health self-care. We all have different things that are out of balance because we're all juggling different balls right now. Some of you guys are empty nesters. Some of you guys are moms with high schoolers. Uh, some of you guys are in the same season of life of me with a mom with littles. <clears throat> I have a three-year-old and a three-month-old uh, today. My job, um, <laughs> any horizontal surface in my home right now. Gretchen, I feel you right now on that answer. <laughs> Eating, health, exercise, homekeeping. Okay, so you guys have some clarity now of what feels completely out of balance. And so I want the next question we're going to answer to be, what does balancing it all even mean to you right now? What does it truly mean to you? And what would it look like to be in quote unquote balance? What would that look like? So I'm just going to put another minute on the clock and I want you to answer this question. What does balancing it all mean to me? And I asked you guys this question. I think it was the first week of January. Um, and I did a podcast episode a few weeks ago, um, or maybe I guess by now it's like two months ago on my balancing strategy. And I shared some of you, some of you wrote that balancing meant feeling grounded. And a lot of you guys shared that if I, my, if my life was in balance, I would have peace. And doesn't that make sense that balance would bring a sense of peace and comfort? Like if my home is in balance, I feel peace. If my health is in balance, I feel peace, right? Like that's the concept that we come back to. So what would it look like if my life was in balance? Just write that answer down in your workbook. Let me give you a few more seconds here. Ivy said, having my home organized, my admin work caught up, and my home caught up. That would feel really good. And I want you to think about, you know, as you write this out, well, how would that make you feel? What would balance, what would the feeling of balance feel like? We obviously know what feeling out of balance feels like. Okay, so let's dive into these three truths that I have for you about balance. Number one, and in the worksheet, it says balance is blank for me. So get to that space where it says number one, balance is blank for me. We're going to fill in the blank. This is like old school sermon notes. <laughs> um, here's the truth. Number one, I want you to write down balance is possible for me. Balance is possible for me. We have a hundred reasons right now in our brain why balance is impossible, right? It's impossible. It's impossible. I want to show you how balance can actually be possible. 
so often we we give up on a dream before we even start the dream, whether that dream is a life of balance or starting a business, writing a book, whatever it is. We we give up on a dream before we even start. It's kind of like skeet shooting. It's like that dream starts to fly up and that'd be nice to have a life of balance. There's no way I can do that. My mom's sick. I just had a baby. You know, what I mean? we just we we shoot it down with all kinds of stuff. There's no way people would take me seriously. How on earth could I do that? We skeet shoot our dreams down before it even has the chance to marinate, to grow, for us to have a plan for the dream, for us to pursue the dream. And here's the thing about balance. It's possible, but it's not going to be an overnight one-time thing. Balance is achieved by first getting clarity, and then we build that balanced week around that clarity that we have. And after that, we do our best. We do our best. It's not a um, one-time thing. <clears throat> and here's the truth about a week of balance. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you this up front. The week of balance that we create, it's not like I've ever created a week in my planner and the things have gone exactly the way I created it. Have you ever planned out a week and everything went exactly how you time-stamped it? That's okay. Right now, I'm sleep training my baby. I have a master schedule for my baby. And I'll just let you know, not ever, ever, one time ever have we achieved the the schedule for my baby's sleeping, eating stuff. And that's okay because he's not a robot. You're not a robot. You know, we're going to do our best. We're going to have clarity on our priorities. We're going to create a week of balance and then we're going to do our best, which truly leads me into number two. Balance, number two, ready? Balance is not perfection. Balance is not perfection. We often think this perfect idea of having it all and balancing it all is being this level of perfection and it's not it's not we have to erase that perfection is actually the antithesis of progress it is what's going to stop you it's the bullet in your gun when you're skeet shooting your dreams down if that makes sense and this is why in my dream crafting course we spend so much time talking about perfection because we all deal with it especially if you're a planner person like me you typically like things orderly, organized, things to happen exactly. You have high expectations. Nothing wrong with having high expectations. Nothing wrong with having a detailed plan. Because at the end of the day, my weeks that I've planned, even if they don't go exactly to planned, they're still 150% better than a week where I had no plan. Does that make sense? My weeks, even if it doesn't go as planned, it's still so much better because I had a plan. So perfection is the antithesis of progress. Perfection is what makes us give up. And that's what I don't want for you. I don't want you to give up. So if, if balance isn't perfection, what is it? I would argue that what's more important than perfection, especially since we can't achieve it, is that we have peace as we pursue balance. I hope this training doesn't overwhelm you more, but rather it overwhelms you with peace, especially God's peace. So what are we going to do when perfectionism sneaks up on us? We're going to, ready? We have to let it be good enough. We have to let it be good enough. 
we have to let it be good enough. Type that in the chat. Let it be good enough. Even just write good enough. We have to embrace the messiness of life. Life is messy. Schedules are messy. Balancing it all is messy, especially if you're raising toddlers. Or who was it that said all your horizontal services in your house are a mess? I feel that. It's okay. We have to embrace it. Sometimes there's going to be certain things that are out of order. That doesn't mean you're fully out of balance. It means you're human. We have to let it be good enough. Okay, moving on to number three. Number three, balance requires, ready? The first blank is focus. Balance requires focus. Balance requires focus. And balance requires, the second blank is alignment. Alignment. So balance requires focus, alignment, and reflection. I see you guys in the chat writing, let it be good enough, let it be good enough. And I see um, Barbara said, uh, it's also messy raising teens. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I can only imagine. Okay, so let's go back to the topic of focus. Why does balance create focus? When I think of focus, I think of a gymnast on a balance beam, right? When she is balancing, like imagine Simone Biles out there balancing, doing her routine. If you're watching the video, I'm pretending to be on a balance beam. But as she's doing her routine, she is focused on the beam. She's not looking around. She's not on her phone. She is focused on her routine to bring success and to hopefully to win. She practices that routine so much, it becomes muscle memory. She's not thinking about what the people are thinking about watching her. She's not worried about that. She's focused on her routine. So balance requires our ability to focus. And that's actually really, really hard. <laughs> right now, um, it's been uh, proven that as a society, our attention span is about the length of a goldfish. It's actually less now. So for us to regain our focus and to improve in this area, it takes work. It takes focus. It takes its work. So what is focus? Focus is being present and being where you are. Right now, you're here. You're at the balance it all challenge. Maybe when you leave this, you've got to go do something else and you put on a different hat and you're in that role. It's being where you are. And that's something that's been so important for me as a mom juggling the whole work and mom juggle. Um, when I'm here, I'm here. When I take my hat off, I'm so present with my kids. I'm investing in them as much as I can and letting them know I see them, I hear them, I'm with them. And when I'm here, I'm pouring into you guys. Like it's, it's being where you are, being where you are. So focus is key to balance. The other key is alignment. Balance is created. Peace is created. Fulfillment is created when our schedule aligns with who we are becoming, who we want to become. So fulfillment is created when our schedule aligns with who we are becoming. So this balance is created through that alignment. And then lastly, reflection. Balance requires reflection. We got to know when things are messed up. Usually when we hit some sort of rock bottom situation and we become desperate, that's when we sit and reflect. We're like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? 
how did I get here? What happened? It takes some big thing to kind of shake us up, wake us up to go, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm so out of balance. And maybe you feel so out of balance or maybe you're like, I think I'm out of balance. If you're not in the rock bottom place, like sometimes it's hard to sit and reflect because things aren't messed up. I'm, I'm surviving. I'm fine. So if you want to be a better than that in terms of, you know, your quality of life, feeling in balance, having peace, reflection has to be a regular priority in our lives. And right now, the work that we're doing is reflection. So you're here, you're doing it. Good job. Yay. Uh, super proud of you. So when we're off course, we have to pick up that map and say, okay, where am I? I've got a course correct. If you stay distracted, you'll never know how far off course you are. And that's why reflection is key. And I'm really, really, really proud of you for showing up here and being here. So let's think about our new reflect, our new definition of balance. We used to think balance looked like the cat in the hat up on the ball, juggling all the things, but I want you to write down this new definition of balance. And I actually have it on page two on this notes page in the workbook at the bottom. It says, balance does not require doing all the things at once spinning all the plates at once. It means making time to give my priorities the time they deserve. That is balance. And that is possible for you. That is possible. I know I've had other ideas of balance that weren't good. For example, oh, to be a mom. Whoa, I'm oh, so sorry, y'all. Oh my goodness. Audio, distraction, <laughs> real time. <laughs> but I used to think balance for me, like it was impossible because I had these different ideals. And these were some of mine. And let me know if any of these resonate with you. To be a good mom, I have to spend 24 seven with my, with my kids. I'm not gonna be a good mom if I'm working. To be a powerful CEO, business owner, I've gotta spend 24 seven on my business or else it's gonna fail. To be a good housekeeper, I have to keep things perfectly all the time and cook all the meals. To be a good Christian, I have to spend at least an hour in my Bible a day, pray all the time, serve, do, be on 10 committees at church, um, all the things. To be valued, I need to drop 20 pounds, get toned for summer. I've got to focus on my health. I'm just not doing enough. God isn't happy with me. No one's happy with me. I'm dropping all the balls. Can you, can you relate to any of those statements of just... I've got to do all these things. How on earth can I do it? These are unrealistic expectations. And we're going to talk a lot about expectations tomorrow. But often we have these unreasonable expectations that are just lies. And they're lies that keep us paralyzed. To be a good mom, I don't have to spend 24-7 with my kids. I just need to be present when I'm with them. And I need to pass my values to them. I have to pass on my values, share my values with them in fun ways. To be a powerful business owner, I have to clearly share my value proposition and create systems to deliver that value proposition and serve my customers well. A value proposition is like a planner or anything, right? But it, it's just a big umbrella of like the value I want to give. I have to clearly share it and then clearly deliver it. That's it. I don't have to spend 24 seven on Instagram to be a good CEO. 
you know what? To be a good housekeeper, I got to keep everyone alive right now. That's it. I got to keep everyone alive right now. I got to let it be good enough. I have to just do my best, pour into my home on a weekly basis. At least once a week, the house will be clean. It doesn't have to be clean all week. Let it be good enough. And that's okay. To be a good, healthy Christian, it's not about checking all these boxes, but I need to prioritize time with God and center my heart on his presence. It's not about performance with him. It's about presence. To be valued, I don't need to drop 20 pounds and get toned for summer. Amen, anybody? Amen. I need to make sure I'm getting enough sleep. I'm getting the vitamins my body needs. And I'm working out for my mental health so I can feel good, right? The truth is you are enough. God loves you and he wants you to walk in his perfect peace. So that's why in this Foundations of Balance day one, we're going to dive right into what I think is one of the most critical things um, that we can focus on when it comes to balance, the most critical. So I want you to turn the page and there's a page right here. It says, starting with my soul, because our soul work is probably the most important thing I could teach you about balance. Okay. So we're going to fill out the blank here in our worksheet. Turn to that page. Here's the truth that God's really been pouring into me in these last couple weeks, especially through the newborn stage. We feel out of balance when we are out and the blank is of touch with our soul. So we truly feel out of balance when we are out of touch with our soul, with our inner world. That my friends is the key to why you feel out of balance. God's really been speaking strongly to me about productivity, busyness, all the go, go, go of my life. And one thing I gave up for Lent was hustle. Um, anything that felt like hustle, I really just wanted to lay it down. I love productivity. I'm obsessed with it. Multitasking, like if I can get the washing machine going and the dishwasher going, and then I can start working on something else, I feel like a queen. I'm like, I'm doing all the things at once. I'm amazing. You know, and I get this, you know, boost. But what God's really been sharing with me is I don't want you to keep teaching just this productivity. This isn't where the true fulfillment is and the true value and the true peace. And I love it. I love feeling productive. I love getting all this stuff done, but it's just not the key to fulfillment or peace. I could give you 100 strategies on productivity, and I have a lot of those over my podcast. Um, but over the next two days, and I will be sharing them over the next two days, these productivity uh, strategies, but without the peace of God, you will always feel out of balance. Without the peace of God, you will always feel out of balance. It doesn't matter. I could tell you a million things to do in terms of creating a balanced schedule and strategizing, getting your entire to-do list done, you know, all of it. But if you are out of touch with your inner world and your soul, you don't have the peace of God within. If there is not soul peace, there is not true peace, lasting peace. 
So why do we keep neglecting our inner world? Maybe when you get alone with your thoughts, that's a ticket to the anxiety train and you just keep going. Maybe you're just really, every time you get alone with your thoughts, you pull out your phone and you're on Instagram or TikTok. Maybe it's busyness. Maybe you numb out because you don't want to deal with the inner world. Maybe we're obsessed with pop culture and what's going on. This happened at the Oscars. This happened. And like, that's all we fill our mind with. We don't get in touch with our inner world. I've been reading this book. Um, my three-year-old ripped off the cover. It used to say solitude and silence. She obviously didn't understand the concept of the book to let mom have a moment. <laughs> but um, it's so good. This is by Ruth Haley Barton. And in this book, she talks about having this crazy busy life. And she went to a therapist um, and she ended up uh, going to a spiritual director or the therapist became her spiritual director, which I highly recommend that for um, investing in your spiritual life. And this is what the spiritual director said to Ruth. And I want to read it to you because I think we all feel this way. The wise woman said to me, Ruth, you are like a jar of river water, all shaken up. What you need to do is sit still long enough that the sediment can settle and the water can become clear. And this is what she realized. She realized she was the jar of river water. And all the sediment inside the jar was the busyness, the emotions, the thoughts, the inner wrestlings. And this is a moment where she decided to have this journey of self-discovery and to go on the spiritual journey. And that's what I'm inviting you into for this next 30 minutes today. And then again, Wednesday and Thursday. Today, we're focusing on the soul. Tomorrow, we're focusing more on your load of what all you have going on in your life. Thursday, we're focusing on implementing and creating that schedule. But it all ties back to this. You need more time in your week to settle, to be undistracted, to be in the presence of God and just breathe and have some silence and solitude. In the book, she says, it is in the silence that we habitually release our own agendas and our need to control, and we become more willing and able to give ourselves to God's loving initiative. In silence, we create space for God's activity rather than filling every minute with our own. Isn't that good? I just love this book. Um, so the next question in our workbook is, how would you rate your soul health today? And it's a, a scale from one to eight. So I want you to circle the number quickly of where you'd put yourself today in your soul health. You don't have to put it in the chat. You can if you want to. I, I put myself at a five. Because I'm a work in progress right now. How would you rate your soul health today? And then after that, I want you to write down how much time right now are you spending on your soul? You could either put it by, by day or by week. Um... And the next question is, am I making space for God to feel his peace and presence? 
I want you just to write those answers down in your workbook. This is a time of reflection. This is not a time to get um, judgmental at, at ourselves of, gosh, I'm a failure. Look, I, I circled the number two. I circled the number one. I circled the number three or whatever it is. I circled the number five, six, seven, whatever. This isn't a time for us to judge where we're at. I'm just proud of you for showing up today because this is going to be a catalyst day of growth, of change. So I want you to answer that question. How much time are you currently putting into your soul, either on a daily or weekly basis? And are you making that space for God in your life to feel his peace and presence? And I guess for a bonus, write down how much time you would like to, like in an ideal week or an ideal day. What, how much time would you like to invest in that space? For me, I've had to get really creative with it. Like whether it's, um, I put my Bible next to my, this is going to get a little TMI, uh, but I put my Bible next to my breast pump because that could be a time where I sit and I just get to read the Bible. I'm really proud of you guys. This is so important that we have this reflection time. This is reflection is a key to balance. In silence, there is potential for each of us to know that I am God. That's in quotes, know that I'm God with such certainty that the competing powers of evil and sin and the ego self can no longer hold us in their grip. All the forces of evil band together to prevent our knowing God in this way because it brings an end to the dominions of those in powers in our lives. So it kind of reminds me of the quote, like the devil's in the distraction. You know, he wants us to live such distracted lives because having time with God, having silence and solitude, having space where we listen to God and sit in prayer. That is how we truly be still and know that God is God. And we get that peace in our soul that we can know and know and know and know that God is the great I am. And that's where we can truly just elevate our peace and our balance. And the devil doesn't want that. He doesn't want you to do that. He didn't want you to come today. He had, I'm sure there was something coming up where it was like, oh, I don't know if I can go to this thing. He didn't want you to be here. And I'm just so proud of you for showing up because he didn't win and you're here. And you now have an invitation to be still and know beyond the noise or words, people, um, addictions, performance-oriented activities that we get into every day. So I want to take you on a quick little journey to the farm. Um, there was this concept that I was in a mastermind years ago and one of the girls in our mastermind taught this concept and I just love it. And so I hope, um, I hope you enjoy it. So it's the concept of the farm versus the factory. 
And I used to teach this a bit in my old, old uh, business courses because it also really um, is a great analogy for business, but it's really good for life as well. So there are two places that we spend our time when we're trying to grow and to succeed. And as I um, explain this, I want you to think about where you're spending your time. Okay, so there's two places. The factory, this is where we get stuff done. Um, This is where we fill out our to-do list. This is where we spend time when we're trying to be um, productive, okay? So imagine yourself in the factory. The factory is like this desk. This is where I'm getting stuff done. It's very formulaic. It's quantifiable. You can measure your time. Like I know I'm going to write an email. Okay, that's going to take me 10 minutes. Boom, done. Check, check, check. It feels good. Um, One hour will produce this activity no matter what. So this is when we're working on stuff almost mindless, routine stuff, either even cooking, folding laundry, the urgent things. So this is where we also spend time when we're people pleasing because we get a quick result, usually immediate and measurable. It's a sure thing. Okay, so that's the factory. That's where we spend our time. When we have a good chunk of time, we wanna get stuff done. There's this other space that we spend time and sometimes we avoid it and it's called the farm. It's the farm. This is activities that are slower, mysterious, creative, Um, If you're writing a book, for example, spending time on the farm is writing and you don't really know where you're going. You know, you know that you need to spend an hour a day writing on your project. Maybe, maybe that's your goal, but you don't really know how it's, how many hours this thing's really going to take to birth, right? Because you've never done it before. Often, if you've never done something before, it feels like a farm activity. It's challenging to get the hang of it. Um, it's, it's things that are important, but not urgent. There's not really a quantifiable, measurable thing on the farm. No one's really counting on you to get it done. Spending time with God is like a farm activity because no one's like, Hey, did you spend time with God today? I'm really counting on you to do that, right? Nobody's coming at you with that, but maybe replying to an email, someone's counting on you, right? That's the factory. So, You know, no one's coming to you like, did you read your Bible? Did you take your date night? Did you reflect with God today? Did you work on your book? Uh, Did you work on that dream? Did you work on your business that you haven't started yet? On the farm, things take time. Things don't always make sense. Things take a long time to grow. But this is where the fruit is. And I'm not saying we spend all our time on the farm because we can't. We have to be in the factory too. There's a balance of farm and factory. But if you haven't been to the farm in a while, you've got to make time to go there. It's a place where things aren't urgent and it can feel really uncomfortable to not be productive. But this is where the fruit is. And everyone's farm time looks different based on your season of life. So I hope this is kind of starting to reveal itself to you as I'm talking about it. On the farm with the Lord, this is where you will start to have that renewal of your heart, where you will bear the fruit you're called to bear, where he might download the dreams in your heart that you um, 
have been numb to or distracted from to where you haven't heard them. Or maybe you'll be reminded of the dreams God downloaded to you years ago that we've put on the back burner. It takes intentional time to get there because our life can be so full. It's hard to make time for the farm, um, especially in this day and age with our technology. And so I do want to quickly share with you, we're about to go on the farm right now. For the rest of this session, we're going to do farm work, and I'm so excited. Um, we're going to do a really, really special invitation into peace and release and do an actual like a meditation together, and I'm so pumped. But before we dive into that, I do want to make sure that you know about a resource I have. I know a lot of you guys are already in the dream crafting course, but the dream crafting course, if I could explain it, it's a lot of farm work for heart transformation. It's really a time for you to um, learn how to dream again, to dive into your fears, your strongholds, past relationships, anything holding you back from pursuing your dreams. And it's a spiritual journey. All in all, you'll get clarity on your purpose, learn how to craft your schedule, and truly um, just get that clarity you've been looking for. So I just want you to know that that course is available to you. Um, if you didn't already know at thedreamerinu.com, but that's just a side note. Just wanted to share that with you. So let's strap on our work boots. We are going to go to the farm right now. Put on your overalls. Okay. We're actually going to, I want you to turn to the next page of your workbook. It, um, let me grab my workbook right here. It says Lectio Divina at the top. Lectio Divina simply means divine reading. I believe that's what it means. I'm pretty sure divine reading, but basically we're going to do a scripture meditation. I'm going to read this scripture three times to you, and I'm going to intentionally make a pause between each reading for you to just sit with the Holy Spirit. So we're going to do this right now. <laughs> Brittany says, I live on a farm. This is fun. So that is what we're going to do right now because I really want you to feel this. I don't want to just tell you about how important it is to get into silence and solitude with God. I want you to feel this for yourself. And I'm going to actually start this time by reading a prayer from the beginning of Ruth's book for you. It's a, it's a prayer by Ted Lauder. Um, so what I want you to do is I want you to settle into your seat, close your eyes. We're going to take three deep breaths. I'm going to read this prayer over you, and then I'm going to read the scripture three times. Okay, so close your eyes, relax your shoulders, take a deep breath. As you breathe in, think thank you. Breathe out, Father. Breathe in, thank you. Breathe out, Father. Take one more deep breath. Oh God, gather me now to be with you as you are with me. Soothe my tiredness, quiet my fretfulness, curb my aimlessness. Relieve my compulsiveness. Let me be easy for a moment. O oh Lord, release me from the fears and guilts which tightly grip me so. 
from the expectations and opinions which I so tightly grip, that I may be open to receive what you give, to risking something genuinely new, to learning something refreshingly different. Oh God, gather me to be with you as you are with me. Amen. Close your eyes and relax. Don't judge the words as I read them. I know you know the scripture. Matthew 11, verse 28. Don't analyze it. Just let it wash over you. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened for I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I hope this scripture um, refreshed you. I hope this time blessed you. Um, I want you to write down your experience. There's a little box below 
the scripture for you to write down. Maybe a word popped out in that verse for you, or uh, maybe there was a feeling you had in your spirit. Um, write down. Those are precious moments, things to account. And this was, you know, a small glimpse of some time on the farm where we're just sitting in his presence. Each week on the Dream Planning Podcast, I've been doing um, Electio Divina at the end of my Lent Bible study episode. So if you liked this, you can listen to those um, on the podcast every Friday, or you can go back and listen to the ones I've already done and just skip to the back of the episode. It's so nice to kind of have those recorded. So we're now going to do a little more farm work. We're going to dive into our spring seasonal refresh, and we're going to fill out the heart check section. So I want you to open up your planner, jump to the heart check section of the spring seasonal refresh. It looks like this. And we're going to answer these three questions. What do I need to let go of? Who do I need to forgive? And what fears are holding me back? This is a soul reflection time for you. And I hope that this can help you with your release so that you are able to feel more at peace, more at balance. We have to let things go um, so that we can have that refreshment in our soul. So I want you to write down on this under this uh, question, what do I need to let go of? I want you to, we're going to put two minutes on the clock and um, I'm going to let you answer that question. So the question is, what do I need to let go of? I know a common one here is shame. We often hold on to this. The enemy wants us to carry it with us through life. What we're something from our past, maybe a label, um, a mistake that we made that the enemy keeps reminding us of. But Christine Kane said it best. She said, um, "Guilt and shame are only good to bring you to the foot of the cross. After you have left that shame and guilt with Jesus, you are called to walk without it." So what do you need to let go of today? I'm going to give you another minute on the clock to write down your answer. We always have to be reflecting on the condition of your heart. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart. Everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from your heart. So we constantly have to be reflecting on the condition of our heart. If our emotions and our heart are completely all over the place, we won't feel in balance. So that's why we're really looking inward today at our inner world. What do you need to let go of? And a side note, we are going to be giving away some really fun door prizes at the end of today's session. Um, cannot wait to share what those are. So at the end of our heart check section, we will um, give away some really fun door prizes. So make sure you uh, stick around for that.
Okay, so we are filling out our heart check section of the spring seasonal refresh. Moving on to question two. Who do I need to forgive? Who do I need to forgive? Maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's also you, you know, forgiving yourself for something. Who do you need to forgive? This isn't something we have to share with anybody else. You certainly don't have to put it in the chat. Um, but it is important that we, we give this forgiveness. Holding on to bitterness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. It's just, you know, forgive us being called to forgive is a gift for us. Jesus knew that if we didn't forgive others, we would be spoiled from the inside out. I'm so glad y'all are here. Amy just said it feels really good to take quality time to do this. Barbara said, I agree. I agree too. It's just about carving out the time to do it because filling out the spring seasonal refresh, it's like farm time. It's not urgent, but it's important. And I want to teach you how to have the confidence to live a life where you spend time on things that are important and not the urgent or just the distraction because that's not where you're going to grow and where you want to go, right? So who do you need to forgive? I'm going to keep another minute on the clock for you to have this reflection time. Maybe you need to have a phone call with them. Maybe you just need to forgive them in your heart. That's kind of between you and Holy Spirit of where you need to take your next action when it comes to um, forgiveness. Often when we can forgive, obviously it's really important for our own forgiveness, but it can help us get these stories that replay in our head out, which is a huge time suck, right? So there's just so much benefits to um, forgiving. Lastly, the question we're going to end with is what fears are holding me back? What fears? I kind of shared some fears I had with you earlier. Um, you know, with um, I've got to spend 24-7 with my kids or they're, you know, I'm not giving them the quality time they need. I've just so many, there's fears in all areas of our life, right? Things that pile on the guilt on our shoulders and we carry so much. What are some of the fears that you feel might be holding you back from a life of balance? Or letting it be good enough?
Okay, hopefully you have at least one fear written down. We're going to dive more into the topic of fears um, and expectations and obviously implementation um, in the next two days. So right now I'm going to share your homework. And after the homework, I'm going to do the prizes. I'm so glad you guys stuck around. Um, so your homework. Okay, ready? Get ready. This is your homework. Your homework today is to share your number one takeaway from today's session in our Facebook group. So I want you to jump into our Facebook group after this is done, and I want you to share your number one takeaway from today's session, okay? And I will see you back here tomorrow in the Facebook group at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time, and we're gonna go through the um, expectations of balance, and we're really gonna dive into you, what all is going on in your life, like your obligations, your distractions, your time fillers, your home, your workload, all the major blocks of your life. And we're going to really, really reflect and dissect it um, and get some clarity. So I'm really, really excited for tomorrow and I'll see you there.